Well, let's do the eight because I had to, because I'm prepared to. Oh, you're prepared. That's because you've been home all day. We're in trouble. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. I think we should change the intro and say that welcome to Financial Independence Garage, where we drink beer and sometimes occasionally talk tools. about things. Yeah. <laughs> the accountant is thirsty. Very thirsty. Yeah, you housed that sub. That was well. Impressive. It was the first thing I've eaten all day. Yeah, and I did a pretty big ride. Today. You know, you're supposed to have breakfast. Yeah, I know. I was busy. Had a busy day. No, I skip breakfast these days. Okay. Uh, well, welcome, gentlemen. It's been a while, but uh, a lot of our listeners are happy that we're recording again. So here we are, kind of monthly. Doing all our three thing. of our listeners are happy we're recording again. I think there's four because at okay. least four Perfect. people reached out to me and expressed sympathies of my ongoing woes back injury woes and that and i very much appreciate people reaching out and firing off emails it's nice that you're getting sympathy from somewhere because you're definitely not getting it at this table that is very very kind of what i was thinking mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh exciting night tonight we have international beers these were imported by the economist correct but they were purchased by one of our listeners ryan so shout out ryan thanks, thanks ryan. so much for the round of beers uh you did not even know that when you were buying these beers they were coming all the way from iceland yeah icelandic beer yeah economist tell us why we're drinking icelandic beer i uh, because i went and uh bonspiel in iceland last week and uh stopped for some of the sites and beers although the only uh microbrewery that i stopped at was closed for the season how's it closed for the season they do that they only open in the summer yeah yeah. A lot less traffic in the winter in Iceland. I guess yeah. summer doesn't start until like late June. There. Late June ends at the <laughs> yeah. end of August. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty, pretty short window. Although we had summer weather, apparently 12 degrees. Decent. Yeah. Oh, that's that, nice. that apparently is what they get. So can you pronounce this beer? I mean, I see yeah. the Viking. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the second word down? Uh, gold, I think. Oh, uh, well, please read me the uh, blurb. The, there's, there's no blurb. No blurb, but yeah. this is the. Uh, the Bud or the Molsons of this, Iceland. This is like the Fosters, the Bud, the local, yeah. the local. Yeah. So this is what you have, were drinking at the curling club? Uh, it was, yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cheers, gentlemen. Illegally. Cheers. Oh, illegally? Yeah, they can't sell beer at the hockey rink. Oh. And congrats yeah. on winning the Bonspiel. Yeah, that didn't happen. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez, big letdown after T- winning your division in the league curling, eh? Absolutely. And then- <laughs> yeah. That, well, I wasn't there. So this part of the good important point. part of the team good was point. missing. Mm. Okay, so what are we talking about this week, gentlemen? The beer. Do you like it? Whoa! I, you know, I haven't had a beer like that for a while. <laughs> it, no, it's it's like it's definitely got the European flavor to it. Right. Yeah. Right? You know, like if you just ordered like some straight lager in Europe that was like the cookie cutter out of the box lager. Yeah. It's got. They always have a little bit more kind of a skunky taste than North American beers. Yeah, they definitely throw that in there. Which which isn't necessarily bad. Like, it takes a while to enjoy that. Right. But it's like, once you do, you open up a Canadian beer and you're like, whoa, this is really sweet. Like, it doesn't yeah. have yeah. that kind of skunky tartness in the background. Yeah, exactly. Um, interesting. The Viking Light is uh, 4.5% alcohol. This one's 56 But it's also gluten-free. Whoa, this is two? Or no, the light is? The light is. Oh, Which really? I thought was an interesting way to do the light. That is interesting. That's not a yeah. terrible idea, really. Yeah. 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 I like that. Helping all the celiacs out out there. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things I want to talk to talk about this week is counterparty risk. Okay. Do you know why? 
because uh, yet another one of your million investments has gone tits up. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Were you invested with uh, Martel? Yeah. Oh, I went to school with that guy. Did you? Yeah, they called him Cartel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I should have asked you for advice before I got involved. Uh, Apparently, yeah. Oh, man. Did, did you get money out? Well, I'm not going to go into... Are, are you up? I'm not going to go into oh, okay. any like specific specifics. I, yeah. can't, I don't want to go into anything more than what is in the public domain. Right. Because I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes and I don't want to implicate myself any more than I right. already am implicated. But yes, as the, account, or the accountant mentioned, I am once again involved in a <laughs> questionable investment scheme that has now become defunct and okay so i have an important question because we don't need to get into the whole you were investing in a company called shop your own mortgage that is now in receivership yes blah 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 yes the important question for our listeners is what have you learned well this is what i want to talk about when something is too good to be true it means it's too good to be true you don't just get 18 percent interest every six weeks okay so yeah you're right you're you're right but 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 there I don't know actually how long this particular investment um, opportunity was available for, but it was several years. It was oh, yeah. like five plus years. Is yeah, Madoff those... had a lot of years too, buddy. Well, I, no, you're right. You're exactly right. And that's that's okay, so this is why to have a more serious side of the conversation is what is counterparty risk and do we pay enough attention to it when we deal with investments that are outside of general like index funds or like do you think there's counterparty risk if you have money in quest trade there's probably some yeah there's some of course but what's your level of trust i think it's high for most people well okay so so this is the thing right yeah and people have brought it up before they're like well what what happens to my holdings if quest trade goes under if wealth simple does or whoever whoever you have your money with right if you have a publicly uh, if you hold a public company, like you hold a stock, presumably the you're the registered owner. You're the registered stock. owner. Yeah, yeah. So your counterparty risk there is relatively low. It's right. limited to the cash in to, your account, right? Yeah, because if you own a hundred shares of CIBC, you are the registered owner of those hundred shares. The brokerage in which you hold those shares can disappear. You are still the registered owner of those shares. Right. How does that work with ETFs though? Because like sometimes people that's, hold like see that's your counterparty risk in ETFs is not with where you're holding. It's the ETF. It's holding. the yeah. ETF yeah. itself. Yeah. So like if Vanguard goes bankrupt, right? It's a whole different story. Yeah. 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 Now they've. I'm sure segregated all of those funds and I'm the chance of Vanguard going bankrupt is very small, but, but the same thing can happen where they close funds and all of a sudden, like it's happened before with yeah. some of their other less just market ETFs, but like they'll close some of them down. And that just means you're getting your money back at the current market value. Yeah. And that's it. And you have no choice. You have no choice in the matter. But there's also lesser, like Vanguard's a strong, robust company, right? Um, but there's also less robust companies who offer ETFs. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Where your counterparty risk is going to be higher. Yes. And and the less robust, the less uh, safe, I would say it is. I just want to read this out for any of our listeners that are kind of scratching the head. And What's going, counterparty risk? <laughs> counterparty risk is the likelihood or probability that one of those involved in a transaction might default on its contractual obligation. Counterparty risk can exist in credit, 
investment and trading transactions. Right. Okay. So broadly defining it. And I, I was thinking about it because obviously I was involved in the, um, real estate deals in Saskatchewan. Right. And that was 100% counterparty risk. That was the failure for me there. Right. Right. Yeah. You still own that house. Yeah. It's just the investment you were doing it through has now gone back. Right. But so I think, I guess where I'm going with this is that we're really, really bad. All of us or myself, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to rope everybody into it, but yeah, come on. No. Cause you know, I want I would, I think you and I were talking briefly about the private REIT that I'm a holder of as well. Right? right. And I was actually bringing this up when we had a beer, whatever it was last week, our first patio beer, I think of the year. Yeah. It was yeah. nice. Patio season's um, back. I was like, how worried should I be about the company that owns or that manages that REIT? Cause that's my counterparty risk. Right. I've been bitten twice now. Right. So you start, you start looking and going, okay, how do I make an, like I made an assessment of what the underlying investment is. Right. But I didn't spend a lot of time figuring out what the risk of that company was, the, the counterparty risk. Right. Well, and that's an interesting one that kind of ties over to also stocks is you might have a really great business. You might have really garbage management. Mm-hmm. And that has sunk many a companies before that had great business models, great cash flow, great business. And you get a garbage management team in there bad CEO, make some bad decisions, make some bad acquisitions, things can tank. It's not that different in a private REIT, really. You have solid holdings, and if they are mismanaged, they can crumble and turn into not solid building holdings. Right, right, yeah. And you have no control over those properties. The property managers do. Right. So you better have faith in whoever's running those properties, because if they do a bad job, you're SOL. But it's similar to a public REIT. Sure. It's, right. I mean, same. It's, it's the same yeah. risk. But I'm just saying that the risk there is the same as any yep. business venture. This is just another business venture. The people that are in charge of the business venture are really where the economic value lies. Well, that's fair. And I think the problem when you get into private private type investments is that it's not as transparent. And like, I don't know if The Economist, you read the quarterly newsletter that came out for the REIT. It, it's great. They, they tell you everything about the underlying investments and everything that's happening, but they don't speak specifically to what the management company looks like. You know, did they retain all their staff? Is everybody happy? Is everything going the right way? Is somebody pissed off because they're not getting paid enough? They can't work from home? You know, like, how do you know the health of that company when it's private? It's not you don't have the same. You don't know it for public companies either in well, that level of detail. Yeah. Well, yeah. S- so, but okay. So then, how do you? Ma- okay. So like, let me make this into a more specific question. Year one to five, yeah. I think you're probably okay, right? Year five plus, I don't know. Hard to judge at that point, right? And uh, are you following? No. What? Why is year one? To yeah. Five why is okay? Well, they're just everybody's energetic. They've just started the business or the investment, whatever. It's. It seems like things fall apart after five years. And that, that, I'm not saying that's always the case, just as a general thing. It's things seem to be okay for the first few years, and then all of a sudden I, it goes sideways. So I, I as, don't they, think as they grow, yeah. they run into problems down the road. Yeah. I think that's not necessarily the management teams. That's the underlying business model being flawed. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to run into trouble when that 
you're at the level where it's exposing the flaw. That's cash flow mismanagement. Right. Right. That's what kills 99% of businesses okay. is cash so, flow. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you want, you want and, to know how to murder a business? <laughs> Just take out its cash flow and watch it die. Right. Okay. So that's perfect. Right. Cause that ties into what's going on with the shop your own mortgage. Right. I, my opinion on that, and this is just my opinion that we talked about. Was, and this is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> um, was that a lot of people were attempting to withdraw their funds. Yeah. Right? So it's like any business that when your cash flow is interrupted because a whole bunch of people want redemptions. Oh, it's a bank run just in a different form. It's yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Right? Which is going to basically what happened. My understanding of this is a bunch of people had redemption requests put in. Yeah. And they were delayed and they were delayed to the point that the people were uncomfortable enough to file civil suits, which then froze all the accounts. Yeah. And now, and then everybody, and then it went sideways. Right. Yeah. So, so not saying whether it is or it was, or it, it, it is, or was, <laughs> or was ever legit or not legit. That's irrelevant. It's, it's the way it went down. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but same thing with the Saskatoon thing. Right. right. So now are you on the support group for the, uh, you guys are my support group. Because <laughs> I understand there's two Facebook groups or something. You guys and Rainier are my support group. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, there you go. I'm glad you got a lot of people that you're bad at. Well, it's, it, is, it has been interesting to follow along because with the power of social media now, there have been groups that have fired up, right? To have, you know, discussions that are private, but yet people can voice their concerns and worries and new facts if they come out. And it same thing happened with the Saskatoon one. And so right. I'm getting really experienced at running that side of these things. So you think one day I'll be smart enough to uh, not get in the shit. Do you yeah. know what really gets me about all of this stuff is the amount of times that one of these things, an alternative investment will blow up. They yeah. blow up all the time because they're higher risk. They carry a higher yeah. return. They have a higher risk. And s there's always somebody that's in it that got convinced to put their entire life savings Right. Into an investment yielding 18, 19, 20%. Obviously, that is massively high risk. So don't bet at all? I'm ob and obviously, there's some personal responsibility on those people to have done something. But also, we've talked about this before. If you are advising somebody in anything financial, it's actually ridiculous in this country that you don't have a fiduciary duty to them. Right. Yeah. That yeah. they're all of a sudden somebody from that company can come along as a salesperson and sell you this investment and get you to put in your entire life savings and not have a fiduciary responsibility to that person. Yeah. Weird, huh? Like I'm the last person who wants government oversight. They're all useless. Fire everybody in the government. But like the one time <laughs> that you needed to have a rule to actually protect people that would actually do something. And there's nothing in sight because all of these big banks want to lobby to have and mutual fund, I mutual mean, fund salesmen yeah. work at the bank and sell yeah. poor people that don't see it coming. Yep. I'm not saying poor as in not wealthy. I'm no, saying uneducated. poor as in no, as just, in I feel bad for them. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, get sold crap products because they think they're talking to somebody who they can trust, right, who they right, think right. has a yeah. fiduciary responsibility to them, and does yeah. not. That, it's very good, very very good point, and I'm glad you. What's a fiduciary into duty? Okay, there we go. Do I have to look this up? You're the guy with the computer. I mean, we all know what it is, but yeah. do you want like the verbatim or do you want me to? Oh, well, let's up? go. You're <laughs> He's the king of looking stuff up yeah. these days. Fiduciary. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
thank thank goodness Google just tells you in the first page now, right? You don't have to go much further. Uh, fiduciary is a person who holds a legal or ethical relationship. Oh, is that the one we want? Probably yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Fiduciary. <laughs> <laughs> Knock, knock. A fiduciary is a person who holds a legal or ethical relationship of trust with one or more other parties. Typically, a fiduciary prudently takes care of money or other assets for another person. Prudently. And prudently. in practice, if you have a fiduciary responsibility to someone, you are legally required to act in their best interest. And if you do not, they can sue. Right. So I'm glad you brought that all up because that was going to be one of my points is that a lot of these high-risk private investments are only available to accredited investors. Right. So do I need to look that one up too? Basically, an accredited investor means you, you have, have, you more have than cash a, or income. You have high, high Very income. high income. Over, yeah. over, over a million in liquid cash or yeah. over 250 in, in income. Yeah. Yeah. So they, that is the feature. That is the protection of going like, oh, I can't get into this high-risk right investment because i'm not an accredited investor i can't afford to lose it exactly yeah however it seems that there are ways to skirt that by being friends and family of the advisor or whatever there's di- there's there, ways yeah. around it right? there are there and are. and to, to your point accountant the problem is is and i i want to be careful how i put this because i don't want to paint with broad strokes and say that this happens all the time, but say there's some form of money manager out there and says to you, the accountant, Hey, I've got a great deal for you. You can make X amount of cash flow, and you know, you can put in 50 grand or hundred grand or 10 grand or whatever. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I don't have a fiduciary duty to you. No. Right. And you're supposed to do your own due diligence, but because you don't have time to do that or you don't know how, you trust me because I'm invested in it too, but I'm invested in it with 10 K and you put in 150 K and that's everything with leverage on your house put in. Yeah. Right. And this is the problem is that basically it boils down to greed, right? hundred percent is people are like, holy crap. Look at these returns I'm getting. Bet the farm. Yeah. Bet the farm. And and I feel absolutely terrible for the articles that are portrayed in the media of people who have lost everything. But something fundamentally went wrong along the way, as you were saying, well, to get to that point, right? And here's the other kicker that we need to throw out here, too. Because I remember, I won't throw the company under the bus again. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a company in town that this same thing happened. Oh, right. Yes. yes, yes. <clears throat> a while ago. Don't mention it. <laughs> um, and one of the stories was the same Staub story. I put my $150,000 life savings into this and I yeah. lost everything. Yeah. Except... You'd own the investment for seven years and it was paying like 15% interest. So actually, you had been paid back out over $200,000. Right. right. So you didn't lose your life. Like, you had an income stream you were counting on to continue forever and it didn't. Yeah. But if we're actually looking at it, you were paid back your investment, your investment well earlier. But you didn't read any of the T slips that you got that were telling you that your entire returns were return of capital. Right. So this is this beginning of this show is started off as like our cautionary tale. Yeah. Right. Which is good because, hey, I have, I've made mistakes. Are we about to throw caution to the wind? <laughs> well, no. And that's what I was going to say is like, and, and again, thanks for saying this is entertainment purposes only. And I've, I've lived by the rules that I will never gamble with what I can't afford to lose. 
Yeah, you and have I, to. And I also will take profits when there's profits to be taken. Yeah. Especially in something super high risk. If something's right. super high risk, right. you should the the goal should be how do I get my initial principal back as soon as possible? Hundred percent, right? And that's how you should or that's the way I look at it. I'm not saying that's the way people should look at it. That's the way I look at it. It's like, okay, what's in a reasonable rate of turn? How quickly can I get my principal out of it? Or is my principal protected by some underlying physical asset? That I can then take control of. Right. Such as a house. Your house in Saskatoon. Yeah. So I ended up with a house. It's not ideal, but I didn't lose the asset. No. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's the really interesting thing too, is like we've talked about Sorry, I had a Viking beer burp there. <laughs> How was that? Uh, Norwegian. Weird. <laughs> Very strange. Um, I think that was, you know, we've talked about private lending before. And there's private lending and it when it's done with promissory notes. And essentially, this shop your mortgage was private lending of a sense. Yeah. But yeah. only as promissory notes. Right. And there's there's no underlying asset to that. You're 100% exposed to the counterparty risk there, right? Yep. But you can do private lending where you're backed up by a, an asset, a house. And that's the whole point of how you analyze those deals is you look at the loan to value and say, there's at least 70% loan to value here. So if things go sideways, I have a lien on that asset. Yeah. And, and I, I think you know you bring up another point that we should probably talk about is like I deal with a lot of people professional in like a professional setting with businesses. Right. And a lot of people who are in the business world, their number one question when you pitch any investment project, anything to them is how and when do I get my money back? Right. It's not about the profits. It's not about everything else. It's when am I getting my capital returned to me? Everything else we can talk about and we can work out. But like, what is the plan to get my original capital returned to me? Right. And I think if you're doing any of this alternative investing, that's a pretty important thing to understand. 100%. How I mean, are you getting that original chunk of cash you put in back? Like if you're getting 15% returns, that's fantastic. But pocket it, every single one of those until yeah. your initial capital is back and then you're playing with house money. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't agree more, right? It's like you're getting that cash flow every month and that is part of like eventually it's going to equal your principal. Yeah. So then you're either you either get out and you then you've made your money or you stay in and you know you have to un accept that risk. Oh my goodness, beer 2 we, at we 23 want, minutes. This is exciting. We want the uh the hot rider before the porter, right? We have even There's more beers. Porter? Yeah. Oh wow. He really didn't slack. I'm excited. I'm very impressed right now. Ryan, this is the best round ever gonna have to charge you some import fees by the way <laughs> hop rider iceland beer is expensive yeah oh yeah. is oh, it ever oh how much is a can of beer four bucks u.s at the liquor store US? canadian canadian four or five <laughs> not far off where we're heading with the uh no current, it's true current climate watermelons are like 20 bucks so couldn't tell you the last time i bought a watermelon no they're okay so there's no blur terrible yeah there's no well there's a blurb on here but i'm not Oh, it says West Coast style IPA. How come yeah. there's an, an I Iceland style? Good mouthfeel and profound bitterness. A hint of southern stone fruit and pine. Oh, it has barley wheat. Havite. I think it has cheese in it. So <laughs> while we're discussing the beer, um, I have to ask the economist, did 
did you hear any of the like prototypical Icelandic jokes while you were there? No, I didn't hear any. Oh, it's really jokes. good, really good. Uh, so if you're lost in an Icelandic forest, yeah, how do you find your way out? How stand up? Okay, because the trees are, <laughs> trees are about waist height. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> oh, the imagery of that is really good. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. the nose of this yeah. is. It's nice. You know the first thing I get off that. Do you like that the barcode is an Icelandic flag as well? No, have you seen Wait, that? Is it? That yeah, is awesome. It. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty really good. Yeah. No, I get the the nose. I get off this is you remember those soap did, candies? Did we say you, it was the Hop Rider? Yeah, Hop Rider. Yeah, your soap yeah. candies that your grandma used to have. <laughs> they smelled <laughs> good, but tasted terrible. Mm-hmm. But that's what you're getting. So well, that's because they had fruit. been in that jar for 17 years. Oh, I was thinking like 77. <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably yeah. accurate. Maybe. It's not bad. Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty. That's tasty. pretty tasty. Yeah. I like that actually. Yeah, it's got a fair bit of tartness to it. You guys get like yep. almost like a sour to it. Yep. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Probably last summer's beer. Could be. Uh, best before oh seven oh eight twenty three. Is is this from a micro brew in Iceland or is it just like they have? I don't know. <laughs> they have. Was there a language barrier at the, all? No. Well, yes, but everybody speaks English, so okay, that was yeah. nice. But the uh, the liquor store was they had a wall of Iceland beer, so I imagine, given that the population is four hundred sixty thousand, yeah, it's a microbrewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I've yeah. never had beer from Iceland, so thank you for yeah. bringing them back, and thanks Ryan for buying them. And cheers. Nice to be back on the cast. Uh, oh, so I did. You looked at me like you want to say something, but I don't care. Are we still talking about business? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Yes what? and no. And, and okay. getting your capital back? Well, we kind of nailed that. Yeah. yeah. Do, you want, do you want to talk more about it? You want to get, you no, ask, you seem like you really wanted to say something. Ask so me you anything. Go right ahead. Ask me anything. <laughs> I don't what are we that. on Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to tie into one of the things that the accountant said earlier in the show, because did you listen to the podcast that I sent you? Which one? I sent you one podcast, so clearly that's a no. <laughs> that's not true. Okay. You sent me multiple. Did I? Okay. Well, no. I recently got passed on a podcast from uh, the Money Mechanic's wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> a weird way to say that. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know who Michael Lewis is? Yes. Oh, are you talking about the, author? the referee oh, podcast thing? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get oh, to that in a second. Right, Don't well. ruin it for fuck. An author? Yes. Can you name one of his books? No, but I'll be pissed off when you tell me. Oh, you name, are going to be pissed off. Yeah. Moneyball. Moneyball. Right. And he also, well, uh, uh, The Big Short. The Big Short. He the wrote big short. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I kind of been going down this big rabbit hole on Michael Lewis. And I just, it's funny, I stuck the podcast in or the uh, audiobook in last night. I listened to a whole book while I was sleeping last night. <laughs> And I woke up like four times and I got like half a chapter because it's like 1.5 speed. Right. And I like, I'm like, I wish I could actually wake up and remember the whole book. It'd be fantastic. Right. Wouldn't just, that be cool if you could just, just matrix overnight? it? Dude. Just sleep in, a, yes. sleep overnight and have yeah. read a book? <laughs> yes. That would be great. Yeah. Oh man. So I kind of got the gist of the book and it was called Flash Boys, which was a 2014 book that he wrote about... Um, by Michael Lewis. By Michael Lewis. Okay. And it long, I'll get... To, I will square this peg eventually. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. Hey, we don't do that on the show anymore. There's not really a point. I'm the only one that kind of has a point. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You you bring things so, to talk about. So Flash Boys. I don't know if you bring points. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do. I bring talking points. <laughs> Flash Boys is all about how 
transactions on the U.S. stock exchange, like going through NYSE, New York Stock Exchange, whatever. Yeah. Like when you bought a stock, you think you're you think the transaction happens and you're buying the stock, right? But it it doesn't happen on Wall Street. All the, all the information gets rooted to these buildings in New Jersey, and they go through all the servers there, and then your brokerage buys the stock. But what happens is, before that happens, there's people that in- intercept your signal and buy that stock and then sell it to you for like two pennies higher. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, they're interrupting this. And anyway, the whole book is about how it was actually a Canadian who was like, well, this is bullshit. And he started his own exchange. Right. That they got 32 miles of wire to slow down the signal just enough so people couldn't intercept it. And it was like game changing for buying stocks because it cut out this like middleman that was basically like taxing you on every transaction. And I'm not doing the book justice, but Michael Lewis has a ton of good books and he also has a great podcast because a lot of people ask, what's a good non-financial podcast? Yeah. And so the one that I started listening to recently is called Against the Rules. And it ties in with what you brought up earlier because you were talking about how there should be a referee or a financial a fiduciary duty. Yeah. Right. And in the first season of the podcast, he talks about how referees in society for different things are either hated right. or, or don't work very well yep. or they don't exist. Uh, so there's some pretty interesting, interesting stories in the first season. And then he talks about coaches in the second season and, hmm. and I've really enjoyed it. He's a, he's a good speaker and uh, intelligent guy. So I'm looking forward to reading more of his books and also, I just found this this afternoon. And what's the podcast called again? Against the Rules. Against the Rules. Cause Against. Because we, we don't have uh, show notes, so it's important to enunciate. Enunciate the Against <laughs> the Rules. Yeah, we kind of don't do that no more. Yeah. Well, you know, if people actually commented and asked, I'd, yeah, I'd let yeah, them know. Yeah, you'd let them know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Well, the other thing, too, is that I the pushkin.fm is who hosts the podcast. And so I just popped in there to have a look because they advertise it. There's also Malcolm Gladwell. You guys heard of him? Oh, yeah. Another author. He's yeah. got a podcast called Revisionist History, which I'd like to check out. What's his hit single? I have not listened to it. His no, no. His book? His book. Ooh. Gladwell's got a lot of books. Like yeah. He's got yeah, Tipping he's Point. A, um, that's right. Tipping Point, yeah. Well, there's a, one I was trying to read of his, too. Oh. There's a lot of Gladwell books. I'm trying to think of what the other ones are. Um. Isn't it David Verther's Goliath is one of Gladwell's? Yep. I think. Yep. Outliers. Outliers oh, is yeah, another that, good that one. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's got, he does, has a number of good yeah. books. So he's, his podcast will probably be pretty interesting as well. And also. Outliers actually is a great one. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Happiness Lab with Dr. Lori Santos, which I don't know. It just caught my eye. Now, now you're just listing podcasts you have not <laughs> listened to. Yeah. You got to stop with this. Like, come on. What are you doing? Okay, so now we're on a list of podcasts that the money mechanic is interested in maybe listening to. Maybe one day having five minutes of it before he falls asleep. (laughs) Get it together. Did you did you know that AI might be better at picking stocks than you? Oh shut up. (laughs) (laughs) If I have to hear one more thing about bloody AI. Oh well I asked it tonight before we got here because I was waiting for you. Um, I said, what, I was waiting for you. <laughs> what stocks in Canada have paid a dividend for more than 10 years? And it's, it's a, it's a, and it couldn't it's, answer. It's trivia. There's five right answers and you must score 80%. It couldn't answer. 
There's more than five answers. No, there's. I know there's. It gave me five of these five. <laughs> you must guess them. Uh, Royal Bank of Canada. Uh, it didn't come up with like the longest history dividend paying stock. Obviously, I don't trust the stupid AI. <laughs> Just listen to the criteria. Okay. More than 10 years. Okay. Try again. You More got, than 10 years? You got five guesses. Let's go. Come on. Okay. Uh, we'll go with every one of the other banks <laughs> Toronto Dominion Bank. CIBC. Are you just going to go five banks? Yes, yeah, I am. Did it not pick a single bank first? Okay, 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 okay. It's got, it's got, uh, it's got one bank, one um, utility, and three oil companies. (laughs) Uh, Canadian Natural Resources, Enbridge, Enbridge, check. Uh, Tourlemaine, negative. Synovus? No, okay, you're off track. Oh. It was Bank of Montreal. I would have got to a bank eventually. <laughs> you did. You picked five banks. You got there. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to get there eventually. Uh, yeah, so it said uh, Canadian Utilities, Bank of Montreal, Enbridge, Fortis, and Imperial Oil. And <laughs> I just, I well, because like I said, I was waiting before you guys got here. I said, what is the 10 best dividend stocks on the TSX? And then it's like... As an AI language model, I don't have real-time data or access. I don't. I, I feel like there should be a voice for when you read the responses. But it says no access to the internet beyond my September 2021 knowledge cutoff. Yeah, so that's actually huh. that that is true about the current GPT. So what they're currently working on is that instead of going to the certain date that they've run everything up to, yeah is they're talking of making it go live so that it is actively scraping the internet at all times. Well, that seems easy. Correct. I mean, I'm not a computer but, person. But then, but... I mean, as we go back to, like, data has been very valuable for a lot of years, right? Yeah. So, like, people aren't just going to let ChatGPT start scraping all of their data because it's going to become the most valuable thing on the planet from data inputs from other people. Right. So then all of a sudden, it's like, well... I'm Reddit. I have a massive source of data. Like, what are you paying me to come scrape my data? Yeah. Right. Right? Like, they, yeah, yeah. They, you, it's going to become... That's the one thing I have against the whole AI is going to take over the world thing. Is like, well, it will based on what it can learn. But based on what it can learn... Like, right now, you have a completely free and open internet. Yeah. But, like, so when, when we start deciding that people want to take economic value out of all of this data, like... Maybe this AI model can only learn from these hundred sites, and this AI model can only learn from those hundred right. sites, and that means that they will give you different answers. Like, so you're thinking the internet will get more closed off because of AI? I think it will actually become more closed off, also because China's not going to let you go scrape their data. Where are you going to get all that data from? Right. And there's different places around the world that are going to start blocking, right? They're going to start gatekeeping all this stuff. But, I mean, GPT has the data up to September 21st, 2021. That's a lot of data already. It's already a ton of data. I completely agree with you. But to be up to date on stuff, right? Like, the world is ever-changing. Things are changing. And the other one, like, yeah, you're going to be able, like, if you have a job. Ask if there's any other companies. Sorry to interrupt. Ten years. Ask ask the stupid bot. Thing. Yeah, Sorry, ask, go ask ahead. more questions. But go. but I'm just saying, like, sure, there's a bunch of jobs that can get 
low-level jobs that can get completely replaced by this, like research right. assistant, whatever. Like yeah. if you're just Googling stuff, but it is not at a point yet where it can make judgment calls or decisions better than we can. Right. Yeah. It, and it, and maybe, I mean, the pace of growth, right, is astronomical. So maybe I'm wrong, and in like a year's time, it will be able to. But I just, I don't see it. Well, it's waiting. It's waiting. It's waiting. I think we got a new segment. It's going to be called uh, <laughs> the accountant first chat GGP. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the number one, all the like tech startups you listen to are like, it's going to completely put accountants and lawyers out of work. And I'm like, really? You think that your AI model is going to be good enough to decipher international tax law and yeah. tax treaties right. and make the judgment call. Have you read that shit? Yeah. I barely understand it, and it's my job. <laughs> Speaking of, congrats on uh, taxes being over. Oh, it's the best. Back to retired lifestyle? Yeah. Apart from having a kid. Apart from having a kid. That's like full-time. Yeah, that's full-time not retired. <laughs> your kid's pretty cute. I did get a chance to uh, drink, yeah, beers with <laughs> drink beers with your kid last week. What's, he, what's his preferred beverage uh, pop yeah he's a lucky yeah. logger guy for yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> nice uh well he might yeah. be 19 before we get to the 100th episode so <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll be joining uh, us it's yeah. a distinct possibility happy birthday kid <laughs> have you released that when we where we had the guest no that's like i'm kind of that's like my top secret episode now Jeez, i know i know i should drop that but yeah you know, like like the last don't keep the people waiting I give know. them what they want give them what, give they, them want. what they want <laughs> they want so speaking of what they want give, give them what they think they want yeah <laughs> yeah give them what they're gonna get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know probably not that you can become a certified professional retirement coach and there's a badge for it oh yeah yeah so what are you coaching how to get there or what to do once you're there so not going to go into a ton of detail on this. I'm going to leave you, this kind of floating you, a little bit. Because you signed a non-disclosure when you signed up for the course, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. That is <laughs> 100% correct. That's what happened. I had, uh, I had a listener reach out, and turns out they're, they're a uh, retirement coach. So I was like, oh, that's super interesting. I, so I check out the website, and I yeah. kind of browse through it, and I see at the bottom that you're like certified professional. I'm like, okay, well, that, is that just a badge or is that a thing? And no, there's actually a thing. Right, where there's a course that you go, yeah. and it's it's actually a recon well, <laughs> it's recognized certification right. as a retirement coach. But the interesting thing is, is this is a non-financial retirement coach. So it's how to not kill yourself once you retire. It's it's that's a valuable skill set. Yeah, it, right. No, and that's why it kind of caught my eye. And looking at this, and we might have that person on as a guest in the future, just because this fits well into the whole fire philosophy, right? And I think we've talked about on the show before that people are idiots if they think they're going to retire at 30 or 40 and not do anything or not work or not start a business or, you know what I mean? Idiots are different than us. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, this is definitely looks like it's geared toward more towards traditional retirement. Right. Right. But the whole point of it is that, you know, you gain a deeper understanding of yourself and your inner patterns and you learn things that are going to make you happy and fulfill your days and yeah. you know, spend time with your family and do all these things. Because if you retire at 65, you just spend 45 years. Right. Your identity's pretty tied up yeah. at yeah. work. And right. Yeah. So super interesting. And I wonder if, has anybody done a medical study? Somebody listening, oh, yeah. tell us. Totally. Of like, because there's all the people that live a real long time that never retire. 
Or yeah. there's uh, hundreds of stories of I retired and I'm dead like three or four years later. Right. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you're asking, is is that real? or? Is... Yeah. Like, is there an actual like right. longevity study of like, yeah, like I kept my brain going and I kept my purpose and I kept working. And because I know they've come out with studies now where like, because you know, the new trend of alcohol is bad. Yeah. Uh, alcohol is bad. You're not allowed alcohol. It's uh, not new. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. But yeah. like, no alcohol. Like, don't you shouldn't have any. Right. But then they're saying like. I only have the two beers I have on the show every, like every month. Yeah, that's so yeah. <laughs> I would never be able to say that with a straight face. No. Never. <laughs> but the, I think a study came out a few days ago. Uh, I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes. Oh, wait, we don't have it, so we're fine. So there was this imaginary study that <laughs> yeah, I just made up? Exactly. But it, it was essentially saying that like lack of human connection and like lack of this kind of interaction is actually worse overall for your health than like mm-hmm. smoking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. la- lack of having a job is worse than smoking. No, lack of human connection. Like, loneliness is worse yes. for you right, right, than yeah. smoking. Yeah. Loneliness yeah. is bad for you on many, many yeah. health on, levels. On, yeah, like a yeah. lot Mentally of health levels. and physically. Yes, yes, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to bring that Sorry, up. Sorry, was that a newsflash? No, it was, no it was it was just, just, I was just uh, counteracting uh, that because you can meet a lot of people t- when you're out having a beer. How did it tie into retirement coaching? Well, don't get really lonely sitting alone in your house. Go do stuff with people. Okay. Anyway, I didn't realize. The mechanic didn't like where we took that. <sighs> you weren't going anywhere. You hit a wall. I hit walls all the time. Where were you going? I'm still alive. Where did you want us to get? No, I don't Tell know. us more about the retirement coach. No, no. I'm, I just didn't realize this was... A relatively large scale thing. Like I, right. I had to look through this, you know, re- certification, and it, it lists all the people that are in Canada that are available all across Canada. Right? There's, yeah. you know, uh, maybe hundred people to choose from. So okay. it, it's a thing. And what's it run? Cost wise? Yeah. Don't know. Okay. We'll find that out. No, no cliffhanger. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. But we're if you full want, of information. Yeah, right. This is not. This is infotainment. Not, oh, right. Not okay, information. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's a thing, and I think there may be a niche here mm. for for the earlier retirees. But generally, I think that's probably just social media. Retirement coach specializing in early yeah. retirees. <laughs> yeah. There'll be two in Canada. <laughs> that, that's how. And they'll be looking for work. Well, I've been I've been looking to uh, retool my toolkit now that I'm... i told you it was in the throes of the program yeah of course he is yeah it's not an how event. many certifications do you have now too many speaking of smithman you're <laughs> about to be really busy with the brewery we're about to open <laughs> right 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 yeah i see our buddy robinson's on um social media now doing like little instagram Smith maneuver things. Oh yeah. And if you're listening, Robinson, you put the text up in your thing way too fast. I had to watch it ten times, and maybe that was your plan to read all the text <laughs> you put on. <laughs> what do you guys think about? Did we talk about that on the last show, Smith maneuver? I don't know. It doesn't matter. What about it? Oh, I mean, is high, there a new thing? A high rate, oh. a high interest rate environment. Does it? it oh, I think people right. aren't long term enough. I think we talked about that. No, we didn't. No. No. No Smith Maneuver talk lately. Okay, how about uh, accountant? Your turn for a topic. Are you telling me to talk about the Smith Maneuver? Are you talking to, telling no. me to come up with another new topic? No. Well, you know what? Screw this shit. We're at 43 minutes. It's overtime, boys. <coughs> well, it's always Top- overtime. Topics are yeah. done. It's always overtime. Yeah, but topics are done. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm done with the stuff I wanted to bring. So what's this about a high right environment for the Smith Maneuver not being good because the interest payments are too high? 
I mean, it's definitely going to degrade the value of the maneuver. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, the Smith & Maneuver was invented in mm-hmm. high-interest-rate environments. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a long-term yeah. play. You're doing this for an extended period of time. Right. My only... My issue with the Smith Maneuver, depending on... It, it does depend on where you are in your employment trajectory. Right. Sure. Because... So, lifestyle... life. Cycle, cycle, cycle like, investing. Yes, yeah, the word I, I was looking for. yeah, life cycle. Because words are hard. Well, you stick to numbers and you'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> As your income declines, or if you choose to uh, earn less, it is less advantageous to have a ton of leverage sitting out there. Right. From a tax point of view. Well, not necessarily. Uh, if you're earned, like you could have other investment income that you can write off that. That's fair. Against. That's fair. Yeah. So that's not entirely true. I knew I should never talk about numbers. <laughs> but but it is true. Especially around me. <laughs> I know, I'm going to throw you under the bus every no, time. No, but, but it is true if you're reducing your taxable income. Then yeah. yeah. If, the, if, you, if your goal. Okay. So a lot of people in the fire space, their goal is to reduce their taxable income as much as possible, live off 40K a year, and call her good. Oh. So. sorry sorry just how do you feel about 40k a year (laughs) you you think it's not enough is that right accountant threw up okay (laughs) so so have you been uh, conrus have you been watching ted lasso uh no i mean i've seen episodes but no i'm not up to date i haven't seen the newest season so if you ruin something (laughs) ted lasso is a delight no (laughs) i was just i was i you just did the you know leslie the gm of the the club or whatever he is right yeah. And he does that, what? <laughs> <laughs> the little cough when he's like really awkward. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you picked up that. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Uh, um, yeah. 40, 40K a year. Ooh, ooh. Oh, no, I mean, how many times do we have to say, though, not to let the tax tail wag the dog? Oh, I know. Once an episode, just like At it's, least it's once for an information episode. purposes yeah. only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there was something else. Oh, uh, Camp Mustache. I think we talked about it on the last show, didn't we? Is it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's back. Whew. Where is it? Uh, Southern Ontario. Same place. Southern Ontario. Yeah. Same place. Weren't we going to roast housing on this episode, too? Roast housing. Oh, we were going to roast housing. <laughs> yeah, I, I love a housing we were, rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get really mad about uh, that. So, but I did want to... I'm trying to type and talk, and I'm not real good at either. No. Especially Pretty typing. Pretty poor at both. There's, there's, a, there's another Camp Fi... In Alberta, uh-huh. and the first week of August, I was actually just going to look up the dates so it was more specific. But if people were interested, because I know some people were like, oh, I can't get out to Ontario, and right. there's one in Alberta in the middle of the summer. Awesome camp, from what I've heard. Lots of good participation. So if people are listening and are interested in meeting like-minded people, that's uh, definitely an option. So this is 2023? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, was that a question? Yeah. Yes, just, it is. Just you are make, correct. Making sure my understanding of the <laughs> you're in the right year, son. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. <laughs> so is the first uh, FI Garage Camp in 2024? Is that what we're doing? Negative. Once oh, we open ours? the brewery, it's yeah. held at the brewery. Well, yeah, it would be held at yeah. a brewery. Yeah. I don't know is if that our brewery is that fire responsible. I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> Isn't that the people point? want the FI Garage experience? I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, well, that'll happen. I'm scrolling. I'm not oh, listening to jack wagons. I'm trying to find he's out when this useless. camp fi date is for people. The care, the, the Alberta one. Yeah, I which yeah, it's Alberta. They have no idea how far it is from Victoria, so I'm definitely not going to be able to make it. 
And this is going to happen despite the burning. Yeah, pretty crazy wildfires yeah. already. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. No, that's no, not great at all. And we're supposed to hit freaking 28 degrees here in Victoria on the weekend? Yep. Oh, dude, I went out for a ride today, and the trails were already, like, mid to late June oh, condition. Like, terrible. That is yeah. not spring riding. Yeah. No. I, I am thanking myself for the first time in my life i bought a used air conditioner in the middle of the winter last winter first air conditioner of your life yeah yeah but i waited till the middle of winter last summer was not pleasant but i was like i'm gonna buy one of these this winter yeah 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 and it's installed now i got the wife to help me with that today and i think things are gonna work out well there's gonna be some a breath of fresh air around here cool air at least yeah maybe not fresh i think your taglines are cheesier than my bad. Oh, they're jokes. so bad. They're so bad. They're so <laughs> Do bad. you have another Iceland joke? Or was that the, you no, that spent was, the wad right yeah, there? Yeah, that was yeah. it. That was all of it. <laughs> I don't, like, I've kind of run out of my what did I think of today thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you weren't texting me too frequently today with dumb things. So, what have you been up to if you haven't been uh, FI Garage researching? <laughs> Installing. Air conditioners, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously. Well, it's I. As a, it's a long story. Nobody wants to listen to it, but I, I had to like machine out a piece of like clear Lexan that wasn't clear. It was very unclear to start with. Was so, Lexan? It, I was going to be my question. It's it's like not quarter, like three eighths thick plastic. Okay. I mean, it's clear. It's clear is, plastic. It's is like, it what you shoot hockey pucks off of when you're a kid? Yeah, you, nah, there's different types of it. It's okay. not plexiglass. No. But it's similar. It's okay. a clear plastic. But huh. you should, This is not interesting well, for anybody. <laughs> I was just going to ask, okay. do you think this is the worst ever episode of F.I. Garage? <laughs> it might it very possibly could be. We went from best, best podcast ever. Yeah. People are like, those guys are jack wagons for thinking that. <laughs> yeah. And then we're just throwing like, out duds. Yeah. Uh, now they're back to throwing normal. Throwing out yeah. duds. Well, we're only uh, at 50 minutes. We usually get better after an hour. We get much better after yeah. an hour. Yeah. Some people enjoy the long format. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. That so what the thing that I wanted to go on the rant about that I'm mm. going to now is Oh yeah, here we go. Housing. And well Ranty Pants is here. Don't we have a jingle for this year? I know, but like this <laughs> Mr. Ranty Pants. <laughs> uh yeah. So well, like does if you were an outsider looking at Canadian media, so would far you this know... rant is starting as the worst rant of all time. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> would you know that there was a city in this country other than Vancouver or Toronto? No, there's no. cities other than that. Uh, apparently not. No, I didn't think so. Also, I'm tired of hearing sob stories in the Globe and Mail or wherever the hell they are, being like. Oh, you know, this guy's got a really good job and he can't afford to buy a really nice house in the nicest neighborhood in one of the most populous cities in the country. Like, use better examples. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I read I read that that exact article in the very local paper that gets delivered for free today. Like I actually read an article in the paper. And the last paragraph just like knocked me off my chair because of course, they throw in like having coffees every day and avocado toast aren't going to change your finances at the end of the day. And at the very end of the article, they tie it all together with going, if you save four fifty from that coffee five times a week, that'd be a thousand dollars a year. Do you think twenty years later that's going to make any difference? And it's like, well, do you understand how compounding works? <laughs> that's actually sixty grand twenty years later. So it's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's not yeah. nothing. You know. But also, 
and I'm not saying that housing prices aren't out of control, but expectations are also out of control. Mm -hmm. If you work for minimum wage, you probably have to have a roommate. That's always been the case. Like, right. Where this did is the, not something new. Where did the, I deserve to be able to live in a detached single family home on my single salary at the age of 23 come from? Right. Like, isn't it that you used to have to buy like a really crappy place and you slowly moved up over the years and things got better? Like, and I get it. Well, it's, we, we all know housing is expensive, but like, you're not doing yourself a service by being like, well... I got out of college right away and I saved up a down payment and I can't afford a single family home. It's like, well, yeah, like you live in downtown Vancouver and you thought that as a 24 or 25 year old, you were just going to be able to roll into a nice single family home. It's not 1940. Well, you know, an interesting thought I had when you put it that way, you can't really buy a cheap single family home right now they're all the same price the shitty ones and the decent ones that's true that's true that's right true. like there there's again there's a whole myriad of other issues going on but also i watch it all the time where people are like well i can't afford this stuff but like i order skip the dishes six days a week <laughs> yeah. it's like okay so like maybe take the 500 dollars a week you're paying in delivery fees and do something better with it well, that's I don't it. know, like, and that—that's the hate on the avocado toast too, right? Oh, totally. It's not—it's not one thing, it's, right? It's a whole bunch. It's of a things. lifestyle. It's a lifestyle choice, yeah. yeah. And it's—it's—it's it's, it's that you deserve a new iPhone every two years, and you you deserve to eat out several times a month, and and hey, I, if that's the I thing, think my iPhone's from 2015. If that's but if that Ooh, brings you joy, that's new, yeah. If that new. brings you joy, then go and do it. Oh yeah, like, we never said don't do it, yeah. right? Well, but, I mean. Go do it if it's responsible if for it's you. Responsible. But that's yeah. that's the other one is like I understand that housing's expensive and I'm not trying to deny that. What I'm saying is a lot of people are using it as a crux. Yeah. Like I have a well, friend I think the media is. And, well that and like I have a friend who runs businesses and he has multiple employees who spend all day complaining about how they can't afford to live. And then he says, Oh, well, you only work 30 hours a week. Do you actually want to work full time? I can give you another 10 hours to get you to the 40 hours a week. That is a standard work week. Oh no, that'd be too much. Yeah. Okay. Here's the problem. If you are working your ass off and you can't afford these things, you get to complain. If you're working 30 hours a week and you want to complain about the cost of living, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, that's full time work according to Stats Canada. That's full time work if you're the laziest <laughs> person on the planet. God, I mean, we're we're no better off here cherry picking examples like that than the media is cherry picking examples of the the high income people. Listen, you're you're absolutely correct. Okay, we're so, just generalizing, but yes. it's just a pet peeve of mine. Totally, there's too much complaining. But but I want to bring up some actual hardcore fi garage research facts okay oh, oh research facts love it <laughs> so so is this where we turn off the show yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this is where it's definitely for entertainment purposes no uh you were gallivanting the globe throwing rocks in iceland yeah i was doing work uh for fifty dollar sandwiches yeah <laughs> holy crap um no because you and i ranted about it uh the accountant and i did i was like okay Realtor.ca. Everybody can use it. Yeah. It lists everything in Canada apart from private sales, basically, right? Like, but Mo okay, for the most okay, part, okay. Mo okay. most. It, it's yeah. it's a resource. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. The limit, the price limit for detached house, three bedroom, two bathroom, detached house. I put a limit of 400k. Yeah. 
in Canada. In Canada. I scrolled out to include the whole country. Territories too, right? Yeah. 9,800 listings. That's not none. It's not none. I mean, for 32 million or whatever people we have, it's percentage-wise, it's not a lot for sure. Yeah. But there's 9,800 listings, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's... I'm just... I'm not saying that... Everybody should move to the middle of nowhere to be able to afford that house. But the point is, there are options yeah, it's for option. less than 400K. Yeah. It might not be ideal. It might not be the place you want to live. But maybe you can get a lower paying job in your profession and afford the lifestyle you want. Or work remote. Or maybe you work, work remote. remote or, and I don't know. I don't know what the answers are. I don't know what the options are. But it pisses me off that all you hear is the same rhetoric from the media, the Vancouver and housing, like Vancouver and Toronto, you can't afford a house. It's like, yeah. you're right. You don't have to keep telling us that. Yeah. We yeah. know. We, we know that's correct. And yeah. so how are, like that, doesn't as, help. as somebody listening right now, that is out of your control. Mm-hmm. You, it's not, and, and, and it's we're, not and your we're fault. Not, and it's yeah. not your fault. And we're not magically going to so, like solve that problem soon. And, it's not, it's the solution is not coming soon. And no. honestly, it's a bigger problem for the cities than it is for individuals living in the cities. Yeah. Well, and, and so here's the thing is like, let's go back to, let's work on what we can control and stop worrying about the things we can't control. Yeah. Right. And so like, maybe you do have to like, if that's something like, I really want to own a house in Vancouver. Okay. Well, that's ridiculously expensive, and that sucks. Yeah. It does suck. It absolutely sucks. But what are you going to do to solve that problem? Because no one else is solving your problems for you. Yeah. You are responsible for you, right. and you're going to have to solve that problem. So maybe do you take a remote job that pays well, and do you move to a cheaper place and build equity, and then be able to pull that equity and move back to that city and buy the house you wanted and have the rental income from that other property start paying you money? like? Is it the ideal situation where tomorrow you get to do exactly what you want? No. But there are there are solutions to problems. Yeah. And, and people need to not overnight solutions. And they're and they're often not overnight solutions. Right. And people or need else. to stop expecting that the government's gonna solve any of their problems. Because yeah. it's the government. They're useless. They're not gonna solve your problems. <laughs> it always gets there yeah. eventually. I always get there eventually. It always yes. gets there eventually. But I mean if, if we the entire fire community would be retired tomorrow. The firefighters, right? If your problems got solved immediately. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right? So right? It's, it's about anyway, identifying a goal and working towards it. We can't, we can't go down that road because if people, people listening to this podcast already know. Well, yeah. that's true. And they, they already have optimized and yeah. are good savers, good investors. Yeah. That's what they've worked on. Just and feeding his rant over here. I, we had to make the episode into something. But okay, so here's 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 how we Thank wrap you. how here's how we wrap that up. Yeah. Maybe the only way you can hope to afford a house is to adopt the principles, the tenets of of FI, of fire. Right. Right? Yeah. Like optimize your life, track your spending high savings rate invest early invest often like all those things that we've talked about from episode one it'll it'll probably help it's it won't not help right and it's like so all those people that are complaining and that that should be like okay here's the fire program or the five buy a house program start that and let's see where you're at in five years yeah right like just don't lead with avocado toast yeah you got to cut that shit out yeah (laughs) how'd that isn't it over now? Like, how did, still how a big did, thing? 
it, it's Ma- the same mainstream. shit. It's the same as any shit. It's it's yeah. it's bad habits. Right. It's just bad habits. No, no. But how how did avocado toast get to be the? Oh, because I think it was like seven fifty or eight bucks for like a couple pieces of bread with that. I don't know. I don't really know. I think it was like twenty. Twenty bucks. I think so. Yeah. I would not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I could not ever order that. No. Who could? Like. You'd, it'd have to be the last avocado on earth. I would 100% pay the 20 bucks if it's the last, last avocado on earth. <laughs> like, as a kid, I love avocados. I don't think yeah. I haven't had an avocado until I was like 25. Oh, no, like, it was not did. a thing when we were kids. We never had them at home. Never. Weird. What? That's because they, they weren't in the grocery store. No, they were. I had them all the time. Seriously? Yeah, with the crab salad or the silver shrimp salad. S- oh, silver spoon over oh, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy having freaking crab salad. <laughs> What an upbringing. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, at least he's I not... I was eating mac and cheese and hot dogs. Yeah. At least he's not... Not gonna... steak? <laughs> Why would I have had steak? I don't know. We always had steak. Shepherd's, <laughs> shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie roast was beef? like standard at home. Yeah, you get roast yeah. beef once a week when you're a kid, and it was like, that was your lunch for 10 days. Oh, did you get fish Fridays? No. Oh, okay. We never had fish. Fish Fridays? You know, four that... fish. <laughs> I think that's a religious thing. Yeah, that's probably not yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that was kind of a rant. Kind of got some rant in there. Oh, it's just, yeah. you know. Yeah. I just don't see the point in complaining. I know. It's like, what uh, does yeah. complaining do for you? Oh, okay, so here's my part, the final part wait, wait, of my Wait, wait, weren't rant. you complaining? I was complaining <laughs> about, about complaining. About complaining. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I, I just... Lowers blood pressure. I hate that everything, because of the way social media algorithms work and funnel the crap towards me, I end up reading these threads about housing. Yeah. And it's freaking annoying. And I know it's my own fault for participating in that. Well, you had to I, read the first one. I accept the responsibility of what I read, and that's yeah. fine. But it it's just like a broken record. And like well, we it's, know. It's the general negativity of everything. Oh, like, it is. Isn't like, it? Nobody's writing any news articles about how things are going well, because that's not going to get any clicks. So right. It's interesting, right? Because now that we're in an uh, economic downturn, approaching who knows what... It's like the it's like negativity sells. So, but negativity sold during the good times too. Well, right, yeah. because you're like we're it, then we're, it's, it's fear. Gonna, it's gonna collapse. It's gonna collapse, and then yeah. it's like yeah. Now it's like it's gonna be like this forever. You're screwed. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay. your whole life is over. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's the monster truck guy doing, <laughs> yeah. doing the, the kids headlines. Seats are just five bucks. <laughs> I, I can't believe I can't. No, really, I can't believe a kid has to be in a freaking car seat till they're like. 15 now yeah actually you need a car seat <laughs> would it help my back do they have no, that, that's why that's, that's, that's why. why we're saying you need a car seat <laughs> yeah. no it's how old do they have to be like 150 pounds eight years old or something I think, what yeah, eight year old so. was 150 pounds <laughs> do you have giant? something to tell us <laughs> i've lost a lot of weight <laughs> goldberg no right? no yeah. seriously yeah. though it's like six or seven years old i think it's eight eight years old yeah Man, at like four, we were in the back of the station wagon with no seatbelts, fingering the people behind us on the highway. Yeah, because well, it was you hilarious. Had, you had to tell them how they were driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love the, well, those ones are like, you know, you grew up in the 80s when? When like things were really irresponsible and you did really unsafe things, but nobody was really the wiser. <laughs> and no one really cared. No, no. 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 So it's like riding in the, like, the top bunk of the camper. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's the best. Did, did you know to. You're not supposed to ride in the back of the pickup truck? Well, that kind of makes sense. As a kid? Did they leash you in like the dog? 
No, you held on yeah. to the box. Yeah. yeah. Don't well, fall over. A lot of places in the world, that's still perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Well, I mean, where are you going to go? When you're a kid, you bounce. It's fine. <laughs> I right? just, Scientifically yeah. accurate. I just watched uh, Long Way Up. You know, uh, Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Do the motorcycle trips? I don't know who these people the are. You, you know who Ewan I knew, McGregor is. Yeah, I recognize yeah, that he's name. A, he's an actor. Is, isn't he from that uh, train spotting? Yes. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. Never mind. Great movie. In, inside joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For just you, apparently. For just you. <laughs> Send me an email if you want the whole joke. Um, no. They did, they did a drive from Terra, Terra del Fuego. Been there. It's to nice. To California. Super less interesting. Nice. Well, less nice. Super interesting. Depends trip. where. Because I've traveled a lot of that western coast of South America. And it was cool seeing them ride through it and the experiences they had. And, and you look at like living and the towns there and places where, you know, if you're really fed up here and you can't afford housing, there are a lot of really nice options and places you can work and live. Yep. Like crazy. But there's also a reason why everything is expensive here. Yep. Because it's really nice. That's yep. right. Yeah. So I would like to remind everybody that likes <laughs> to complain that, like, I woke up this morning and had a view of the Olympic Mountains, and it was bright and sunny and warm. And it's Now you're just May. being an asshole. I yeah. know. But really, know. it's the first time it's been warm in a year. Well, that's not true. Six months. In a year. In, like, six four months. months. <laughs> I don't know. No. Okay. Four six, months yeah, ago okay, was six months. Six yeah, months. Six months. Yeah. It's got to be six months. How old's my kid? Yeah, it's been six months. Didn't yeah. you say there's another beer? We've got to get this other beer in before people... Yeah, I know. Really? Get, the get porter. Her, get her done. You I still have just... beer in your thing. When was the last time you learned... We all drank it once again. No, I was Tontine. Oh, uh, right. Tontine! Tontine! <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's week. the first tontine we've all actually done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, while, usually we, it's just, it's uh, just the, the two of us, and the mechanic doesn't participate. There's yeah. going to be a happy listener because someone chirped me about we never say tontine anymore. So that's good. Tontines. All we do this for is the listeners now. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're actually that funny. Oh, there's quite a funny clip out there with Gushu, Brad Gushu the curler. Uh-huh. What is a tontine? Oh, let me ask ChatGTP. <laughs> um, anyway brad gushu sits down and has an interview with a bunch of uh garage boys from newfoundland and it is epic oh see this oh, there's this only one beer. bottle of this Ooh, this is big time the eisenstock this is the beer i remember from when i was in iceland oh yeah yeah i had the uh sumac pale ale and then I brought this one back. This, not necessarily the porter of this, but this is, isn't this the Akiri Brewery? This is from Iceland. In Yeah, it is. Nailed it. <laughs> so where is Akiri? North. It is, it is the second largest city in Iceland. Okay. Yeah. North of Reykjavik. Northeast of Reykjavik. Correct. That island's kind of a circle, so you're not really yeah, helping me out. It's got a little sticky part out the top. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Technical pour. We're gonna have to get like these shared beers. We need like measuring glasses. Right? Is that partly frozen? Seems a little frosty there. Could be. Oh Ooh, yeah. See? I've got. I've got. I'm having a beer float. Knocking the beer <laughs> fridge all the time, but apparently it can still freeze an Icelandic beer, which oh, would be good. like should be unfreezable. Obviously, it's not that high a percentage if it's frozen. 
I don't see a percentage on this. Th- this is really is the worst FI Garage episode of all time. Six, six. So much dead I mean, air. Our first one. So much dead really air. Really bad though. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is two point zero. We're gonna get good at a hundred, boys. <laughs> what are we on right Where now? Were we supposed like, to get good episode? at twenty? We, we, we did. We got phenomenal at twenty. We've been kind of mediocre for a while. Yeah, now we're kind of sliding. It's the, like it's the bell curve, right? Like no, no. Set your expectations low. That's then right. You can never disappoint yeah, anyone, right? If you don't like our podcast, you're free to turn it off. Nobody <laughs> holding a gun to your head. <laughs> this is a uh, six point zero percent. Um, and I think probably you want to warm it up a bit with your hand. Yeah, yeah. These yeah. ones you don't want too cold for yeah, sure. The yeah, the porter. I might. So we, we gotta right. we gotta talk a bit more. Mine is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> your hand now. Well, now yeah. my hand and yeah. my beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, summer plans? Uh, I'm driving out to Calgary. Ooh, yeah. Calgary with some friends. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But the VC part of it'll be nice. Are you gonna go then to the uh, Northwest Territories? No, none I'm not of it. Drive. I'm not going to drive all the way up He's there. He's not having none of no. it. I'm having none of it. No. <laughs> oh God. Ayo. <laughs> wow. When you guys yeah. shout into the microphones, I cannot react quick enough to try and save people's <laughs> earbuds. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. It is beyond my control to dial that volume down. Also, my apologies. Yeah. yeah so I'm taking the FI Garage on the road. I'll be in EC Manning Park. I'll be in Nelson. I'll be in Soyuz. I'll be in Fernie. Well, shout out to listeners that want to grab a bev, beverage and a bike ride. Yeah. yeah, you know you are welcome to use the computer yourself and announce to people that you're in town. How would you how do would that? I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you both don't know. <laughs> Muppets, <laughs> Muppets. <laughs> okay, well you just let me know and I'll I'll fire it out since I'm the only social media capable person here. Well, what social medias would you put it's on? Well, no, I just, when we've had comments from listeners yeah. around BC and Alberta, yeah. I will put you in touch if you wish to be in touch with them. Oh, you mean yeah. like through the, the, through the interwebs on the, on the websites and whatnot. So <laughs> yeah. do you know where all our commenters are from? Every single one of them. I track them closely. Wow. I track where's them. the, where's the map creepy. with the pins? Oh, sh- no, no. I hide that. <laughs> It's in the bunker under the garage. Right. I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely <laughs> lost the email password to my FI Garage email, so I can't check that. I know. I basically reply for both of you guys. Perfect. And if it's Thank specific you. to the account, I totally bullshit about spreadsheets and numbers. <laughs> and if it's specific to The Economist, it's all just I, bullshit. Yeah, right? <laughs> you'll, you'll appreciate this. Uh, there was an investment opportunity we were discussing last week while you were away. What was and, it? Uh, commercial building I'm trying to buy. Oh, yeah. Um, and the mechanic over here asked me to send me send him my spreadsheet, yeah. and there was a zero percent chance I was going to get, let him anywhere near a spreadsheet that I had created. <laughs> you could send me a freaking screenshot. No, send him a PDF. Yeah, he won't understand. I, I didn't want a live document. Don't give me a live document. That's what I. That's why I didn't send it to you. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for the trust. Thanks for the trust. No trust. No trust. <laughs> smells uh, like a porter, eh? Yeah, it does. Got a. Uh, a bit of coffee? Yeah, that's a... Coffee note? A lot of coffee notes. It's actually than... quite a tasty porter. It's a toasted. It's got toasted, mm. not coffee notes. Yep. Yeah. Toasted barley. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. We, we've forgotten how to pour. With, we should start so, sorry, what was that? Toasted barley. The, the notes. What notes? Well, it's actually got a bit of sweetness to it, too. Yeah? Because first you said coffee. 
and then you said toasted barley. I get I get like a I get like a toffee finish too. Okay. Was it on the did I get it? Is what it on the get? bottle? Uh walnut? Toffee? I get a little bit of like molasses. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's what I'm getting. Like a molasses toffee type sweetness in the back end. You going with and it's it is like a toasted I think coffee bitterness up front. Okay, you're you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta teach you not to laugh directly into the microphone. Uh, yeah, we just heard ears again. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. Okay, guys. with clear notes of toffee and dark chocolate. Toffee! Yeah, you, you like hedged that maybe there was some toffee. Well, I said toffee molasses before you said toffee molasses. adjacent. No, it's not. Sure, it is. <laughs> totally different. Nah, idiot. Nah. <laughs> this porter is roasty and rich. It is roasty. I mm. get that. Yeah. Offering a medium body that is robust, yet smooth on the palate. Do you ever like how absolutely ridiculous tasting notes are and how dumb all oh. of it is? Like like when we do the uh, whiskey it's, night? It's got rich saffron and sunflower being followed by pears and ripe seagrass. No, what? This, this has none of that. <laughs> it's toasted in chocolate malts. <laughs> Give it a sinister black color. Ooh, sinister. But it's easy to drink taste. Will have you believing that there's no more need to be afraid of the dark. Did you see Mark Seed Twitter post? Like last Friday, he had a beer in the sun patio, whatever. And it was so dank. It, I, he had the can there. It was an IPA. But it was so dank. It looked like muddy ditch water it was a bit hazy oh it was like i was like oh man i bet you that's tasty <laughs> bet you it's super dank <laughs> Ooh, nice i'm not sure if he thought i was insulting him when i said dank but like like an ipa like really hoppy dank yeah, yeah. thick yeah. yeah um yeah yeah about that this right. this might be the best there. beer that, I, this was the best beer. yeah well it has the most character yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. although i like the purple one the the hop right? what are we gonna call our brewery Garage brewing <sighs> might might have been done. I don't know. Shenanigans. I thought I had. I thought you had a good name, and I thought I had a better one that you turned down for your good name. Naming yeah, contest. Did. We did. Yeah, you had. But a really I'm closer good name. to have obtaining a location. So. So you got. So the name doesn't fit. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying now it's where the conversation's back open. Right. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I'm jinxing it, so yeah. it won't happen now because. I've said it. Oh, yeah, classified portion of the uh, FI garage. Oh, the classified classi- portion. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. You, uh, we'll pause the show while everybody enters their password. Yeah. Uh, why, okay. why, why do we... This is no password classified. Oh, okay. you, know, you know, you can't yeah. You can't do that. Like, smart, smarter people than us have, like, fire... Like, stuff... Podcasts that are hidden. Right, yeah. Like, special episodes. Like, right. uh, the, so the if you, sleep with me guy. It, <laughs> <laughs> I that found- sounds just so creepy. Like, I know what you're referring to, but, like, come on. No, no, no. I found another one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Better? It's really good. Okay, yeah. So, podcast. Here we go. Okay. Here we are. Just telling everybody. No, no, no. I want to hear the top secret part that he was going to talk about, not your stupid oh, promoting other prospects. He was bullshit. He was bullshit. No, I wasn't bullshitting. Real classified. Victoria Curling Club needs a general manager. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. So, it's if true. you know someone, yeah. contact the Victoria Curling Club. Yeah. Oh, so. Find the posting on Curling Canada. My new, my new one. What? It's gone. Oh, I don't use this phone for listening. It's called um, Boring. Okay. Bedtime books. Oh wow. Yeah. B B B. It's it's really good though because she reads 
like she gets them all from <laughs> is this I, the book you were listening to last don't night? shake my head don't shake your head no How can i not shake lewis. my head <laughs> don't look at me like I'm. are idiot. you calling michael lewis boring you're putting words in my mouth and i'm gonna put beer in beer your in mouth <laughs> so boring bedtime stories no bedtime books books excellent excellent sleepy time podcast okay yeah. better than sleep with me uh, uh, eh. I, I haven't you go listened, back and forth i haven't listened to sleep with me for a long time okay yeah so. but i can't do the audiobooks thing because right. i don't learn enough what audiobooks thing well like last night oh yeah it was like a 10-hour audiobook and i didn't get any of it well i did i got a couple chapters <laughs> well you gotta just, listen to it when you're awake you, yeah why don't you listen to it when you're awake <laughs> i got shit to do when i'm awake yeah no yeah, i think you're supposed to <laughs> i think you're supposed to listen while you're doing the show <laughs> i think i just made the most valid point of the <laughs> <Yeah>. episode <laughs> i don't think you have anything to do anymore you're too injured to do anything using power tools and listening to audiobooks don't coincide well together correct yes yeah. exactly but you can't use power tools I, I did. I did today. I did. Didn't we have Cheers. a conversation about not overdoing it and not uh, rehurting yourself? Today was uh, a rehurt day. Today uh, was a push. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. The yeah. temperature's rising. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Seriously. Do you guys have anything? What, overtime's not supposed to be about the show anymore. Aren't we supposed to just have the overtime? Yeah. I thought so, you were. I thought, were we not already overtime? Oh, we totally were. We had classifieds, and then you wanted to do. What something was classified supposed to be? The GM oh, position. Oh. We need a general manager. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. We also need like a mill and a half. Yeah, of funding yeah. to get the curling club to not fall in on itself. <laughs> so if you got that, that'd be cool too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we accept cash donations. Yeah. Um, we'll pay a fifteen percent interest. For no, we're no. not starting no. a Ponzi scheme. Come on, Come man! On, man. You, you end up in jail or on the lamb. I know, right? Where's the, on the lamb come from? That's a good question. It's good trivia. Do you know the answer? I do. I'm not off the top of my head. Do wow! You? No, no, no. On the lamb. No. Where is on the lamb? Well, oh great! <laughs> we should take his computer away from him. <laughs> he's going to the internet. Yeah. Uh, he's typing into the series of knobs and tubes, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he's going to figure it all out. It's got to have something to do with... Uh, I have no idea. It makes no sense on the lamb. Well, there's a lot of lambs in Ireland and New Zealand, so it's got to be one of those two. Right. <laughs> Iceland, too. Iceland, too. Okay, yeah. so we got three options. Um, this is a really interesting definition. Well, I know the we don't definition. want the definition. We want to know where it came from. Well, yeah, well, it is, but I mean, this is like okay. where it came from. We, the epi- okay. epitomology yeah. or something. Yes. Well, good word. Good word. Well, we, yeah. Uh, yeah, we are educational. I, I, aren't we? I don't even know if I got all the syllables right. You did. You okay. nailed it because I knew what you said. Otherwise, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it says if you're on the lamb, you're running from the law. So we knew right. that. Yeah, right? we knew that part, right? Um, this was a surprise. This was a surprise to me. No, it's not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I should never read before I read. <laughs> lamb, L-A-M, no B in it. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. not, not, you're not on the lamb. Okay. You know, <laughs> see, I was, I was riding a lamb. You're not. That was the, yeah. Okay. Is that what okay. you're thinking? Yeah, you're like, that's on what I was the thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No. Lamb, lamb originally meant beat or strike. It comes from the same old English root word as the word lame. So, and so the verb to lamb 
meant to give someone a crippling beating. Oh, okay. That so, still doesn't check out, though. No, it no, doesn't. Doesn't, doesn't check really, out. Doesn't check out. Yeah. All right. Chicago I guess Tribune, if you're on the lam, you're in danger of getting a crippling beating. I kind of think that's what they're going yeah. for there. Oh, I know what else you're, we were going to talk about. Oh, what was it? We were going to talk about the whole uh, options episode fiasco. Options episode. Do you remember? You what? don't remember. So. There was a fiasco on this show? Not on this show. Oh. On another show. Oh. Do you not remember? Okay, I'm going to throw it out there anyway. The Rational Reminder had a large episode about options, and they went directly into way too much data and way too many data points about how your expected average returns, blah, 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 blah. Is this when he started tweeting about it? Yes. Okay, I haven't listened to that episode. Okay, yeah. So... But the whole premise of what you're looking at is not all invested investment advice is for if you had done this at point A to point B, what would have been your optimized returns? That things have that, different purposes. That's shitty advice. Like that's useless. It's useless. Exactly. It's so academic. It's academic. Yeah. So like yeah. the whole conversation was just academic about like. Well, you know, like you're, you have less expected returns for the same amount of risk, so you would never do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but you're missing the whole point of like actual real world functionality. Like, if I need to sell this or I need whatever I need, I need $100. And my only option is to sell stock. Option. <laughs> See? I was See? hoping he was going to use See? a different word. Right? See? Yeah. Uh, and so I sell a covered call to produce that $100 that I needed. Yeah. And I otherwise would have sold those shares anyway. And now I'm either capping my upside and or I get to keep the shares that I otherwise would have had to sell. Like, there are purposes when you can use this when it's not about optimization not everything is about optimization of returns sometimes it's about hedging sometimes it's about hedging sometimes it's about creating the life that you want to lead risk mitigation and making the income stream that you need to live it it's not not everything is fucking optimization although we do want to optimize as much as we, we can. You want to optimize as much as you can but also yeah. there are financial optimization and there is life optimization and they don't always go hand in hand they certainly do when avocados on are on sale you optimize that shit (laughs) you really like avocados eh? fucking love avocados really you're a big avocado guy eh? dude have one for dinner tonight oh do you ever put it on toast yes absolutely how much would you pay for that 20 bucks if it was the last avocado (laughs) on earth what if it was you know tuesday avocado you know who else loves avocado kev yeah? yeah. Oh, loves avocado. Oh, yeah. Dude. He lost, the other night he lost a chunk of avocado on his forehead. <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> well, I mean, basically when you're an infant, avocados are like banana's best friend. They're both your favorite food. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? Big yeah. banana like, guy, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, don't, we don't grow out of that shit. No. I just don't put avocado on peanut butter toast. You didn't ask. But, but I started putting cheese on peanut butter toast. Oh, No peanut butter. Peanut butter's off the Yeah, menu. right. So, yeah. Oh, oh, we were going to talk about the medical system. Oh, yeah. Because we, there's a lot of. We've, we've ranted. About, we've ranted. Yeah. We've, been we've had a lot of negative rants. Yeah. yeah. So, here's a positive rant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you roll into the hospital with an infant that's having an anaphylactic reaction, I have never had that good a service before in my life. 
like the staff at the Royal Jubilee Hospital in Victoria were amazing. Like immediate, everything you needed. They were taking care of Kev. They were doing everything, constantly checking up on you, like running around to do whatever they could to take care of them. Like the service was phenomenal. Yeah. Like it, every every single nurse, doctor, administrative person that we dealt with there was unbelievably good at their job. Yeah, and I and I think that's the thing is that we have phenomenal people in those positions that we, do a phenomenal job. Yes, absolutely. And it's great to hear stories like that because it's like refreshing and you know it's this the other shit that they have to put up with and the the difficulty of the in-between well and right? the the problem because we got to talking with a bunch of the people because he had to be monitored and we had to watch in the backstory to this to anybody listening is that my son is allergic to peanuts and he had an anaphylactic reaction yeah. very scary times all that stuff but like they were saying well, there's a ton of people sitting in that waiting room and it's not an emergency. So like we have to take yeah. the emergencies yeah. that are actually emergencies as they are. And like the sad thing is the system that is that is letting everybody down is the system where it's not an emergency. Right. The emergency part still working real well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. phenomenally yeah. well. Yeah. Like boom, boom, boom. Everything you need right there. Like everyone was phenomenal. Everything was great. Yeah. I mean, outside of the scenario. Yes. Right, yeah. wasn't a great scenario, no, no. but no, it's, I think that's. I mean, I think when we were ranting about it before, we weren't really ranting about it. When we were commenting before, is that it? I think everybody in Canada is very, very appreciative that we have that level of care when it's necessary. When it's necessary, absolutely, and it's it's first, it's first rate, it's unbelievable. But it's it's this lost in between where you're not, you don't need to go emergency, you don't have a family doctor. I still have questions about it's, what it's, I need. It's the and I medium level get, of care that we're missing. Yeah, I yeah. don't know where to get the answers. I yeah, and there's don't. no preventative yeah. care. That's another big one, right? Yeah, we have no preventative yeah. care whatsoever. There's no oil chains hap- changes happening. No. Yeah. It's and your head gasket blows and it's getting fixed immediately. Right. But unless that happens... You you're, just got to wait till that happens. Right? Yeah, right. you're just puttering along. Yeah. Like The good news is I've met a bunch of people at therapy that i go to at the swimming pool what kind of therapy please tell aqua therapy <laughs> please tell me that you're doing aqua aerobics with a bunch of 90 year olds in the pool at like whoa, 8 whoa, whoa dude not everybody's 90 okay <laughs> how old are they one of them is your age i bring the, i bring the average down a lot <laughs> dude some of that shit's hard what are their names mildred <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's actually, it's quite funny because I have part of my recovery is going to the pool and I do love swimming. And You, you always go to the pool though. It's not recovery specific. No, I, I used to. Oh, you stopped? Well, COVID kind of stopped me. Oh. It's like a big germ abyss in there, isn't right, it? Right, yeah. I, I don't isn't know Isn't that what the chlorine's for? I don't know why it stopped me, but anyway. I Probably had, it would have been great. There would be nobody there. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't go. But anyway, I, I do like these, mid, I forgot this, like this perfect midday thing where it is like, the officially retired or officially injured people. Right. So we really all commiserate. Yeah. Like, like, treading water in the deep end. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty <laughs> good. Did you go to Timmy's this week? <laughs> no, it's it's nice. And it's I have I've actually had a good chat with a few people and it's surprising I th- I think to tie into like the whole health thing is there's it's surprising how many people are suffering from things that you probably don't know by looking at them on the outside. 
Yeah. But you know, it's back pain, leg pain, nerve pain, shoulders. It's it's it really is hard on on people and uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't need to talk about that. I'm I'm getting better. There you go. Yep. So does this conclude the worst episode of the FI Garage ever? It's not the worst episode. We've had worse. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think we've had worse. Yeah. Some some were pretty pretty terrible. I thought this episode started off really strong. Oh, really? I had shit to say. Yeah, we talked a lot about the old uh, pyramid schemes. Yeah, way too yeah. serious to they start with. They weren't pyramid schemes. We needed to start yelling at each other earlier. I thought you guys were going to grill me on that. You said you didn't want to get into the specifics. We were well, trying to be respectful. Yeah, it was obviously you, a pyramid you, scheme. You, you ex- said right away, I don't want to get into the specifics. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite episode of The Office, where it's like... <laughs> Where Jim draws, draws the <laughs> triangle like, around. Like, so this is you. <laughs> and you and get two friends. Yeah. And she gets two friends. <laughs> and then he a letter. What does this look like? <laughs> uh, I gotta make a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, well, are pyramid schemes illegal? No. What's that? Uh, okay, no, no, no. Okay, hold on. Pyramid's totally different than Ponzi. Yeah, those are two totally very different. What's the difference? Well, pyramid is you... There's multi-levels and everybody... Multi-level marketing. You're trying to sell something. You're trying to sell something, yeah. Are those done now? No. No, there's lots of those. Oh, God. Come on. Yeah, no, they're... They should be done because they're obviously stupid, but... Yeah. But... Well, the problem problem is... Isn't a Ponzi scheme a form of a pyramid scheme? (laughs) Not really, because you don't have to sell to anybody else. Hmm. Right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. No. Well, I guess the like yeah. the person at the top. It's not all it's, of the underlings selling further and further down yeah. the pyramid. It's, it's I'm just going to keep bringing in money, and yeah. I have to keep selling new investment because and, what I'm actually paying out is old investment, not returns. And yes. it, it, it works out that the pe- first in still make out okay, and it's the last in who really get. If you yeah. draw yeah. it out, yes, it's going to look like yeah. a pyramid, but it's not that. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Yeah. I well, and first in can still get screwed if they never, ever took money out. True. So yeah. it's not yeah. exactly like a, yeah. Well, it's, it was interesting, right? Because I think when you have something that has ridiculous returns, you're going to tell somebody about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're selling it anyway without right. actually... You're selling the product without actually having to sell the product. You're selling the product So you basically are be, a pyramid yeah. scheme, right? Because you're, you're yeah. like, hey, economist, I'm investing in this new thing. It pays 89% interest. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds awesome. Do you think the account will buy in? I'm like, no, he's too smart. That's why I want you to. <laughs> my wife's already in. My two dogs are in. You should join. Well... Only eighty nine percent. I'm holding out for a hundred. Ah, well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, well, it's good yeah. to. It's good. Well, so uh, coming back to counterparty risk is like lending loop, all these like different small platform stuff, um, any kind of loans. Actually, I was looking up Go Easy. Do you guys know the stock Go Easy? Th- they're yeah. uh, they're one of the financial services company. Well, that's being kind. Predatory yeah. short-term lender. Let's <laughs> be completely yes. honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're gonna, well, let's tie this show uh, off with a bang. <laughs> payday loans. <laughs> it's, it's payday loans for... Well, okay. So here's the problem, right? Is people can't qualify for traditional financing. Right. So they go through other ways of borrowing, whether it's private borrowing or whatever. GoEasy is basically a corporate entity that does private lending. Uh, it's a corporate loan shark. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like... 
I keep seeing the tweets of like the amazing returns and this and that. And I've looked at it for the last few years and I was like, this thing's got to blow up eventually. Because if people don't, I don't think if, so. If people don't pay them back, but they how do how does this business operate? Because they set the rates high enough that uh, yeah, defaults are built into the yeah. The no, skew. I, and I, even in I good times, and and they're not even in good times, people are defaulting to go easy. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's that's not changing. No question. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no question about that. But when there's a large enough wave of them. Does can the business survive? I mean, they still need a job to get the first payday loan, or to get the payday loan, right? You need a paycheck to get. Well, the it's payday not payday loan. loans, really. Well, it's uh, it's a little different. I, I know what you're saying, but yeah, I, I don't. Do, know. I don't know. I just have. I just had. I'm just looking at it and going like, I have concerns with the business model. I have moral concerns with the business yeah, model. Yeah, moral concerns. I, with the I don't have financial concerns yeah, with there you the go. business well, okay. model. Well, okay. So then question, we were talking about Alaris royalties. Yeah. They they basically lend to businesses. Correct. And so what's our counterparty risk on that? That the people running that company are judging those businesses correctly and making sure that their loans can be repaid. Right. Same as any lender, right? But I mean, like you're you're 100% happy with them? I'm not putting you on the spot for this, obviously, but I'm like, I just looked at it as a holding that I have and going, yeah, it's a great dividend. It's awesome. And I'm like, how do I know that they're valuing the business properly? And how do I know those businesses are don't all going to... Don't get into paranoia of no, no, counterparty risk. No, 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 okay. no, I'm not. It was just something that was like a thought process of going like, okay, do I want to keep the stock or not? What are What's my risk exposure with it right it was more of that it wasn't like i'm not paranoid about it at all yeah right but i understand where you're coming from but also what you're doing right now and not to call you out on it but we are not in great economic times right now so now you're reviewing all your holdings and going what the hell is going on no you uh, should have been doing that before i agree i agree with you and no it's it yeah you're right but i think as you have new information, you should use your new information to reassess. For sure. Yeah. But the businesses that Alaris is invested in have been, like, it hasn't changed drastically over the last four or five years. So, like, they're in a business cycle. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And they've had their tough times. Like, they've had some cuts and they've had some plays that aren't great. But, I mean, I have a very small holding in them. But a lot of what they do is they lend money, and part of the lend money is you get back an equity or a royalty kicker. Sure. I still like that model. No, no. I'm not disagreeing with the model or at all, or what they have, or the business. He just just says counterparty risk bias because he's been burnt twice in a row. Right, (laughs) right. Exactly. Yeah. It's true. You you have to recognize your biases to get past them. So are you... uh, actively reducing your breadth of investments no nothing's changed okay nothing really what's changed. gonna what are you gonna do with your trees trees are not risky <laughs> <laughs> those mofos keep growing <laughs> trees was a uh, a global initiative that i feel good oh about. god <laughs> shut up <laughs> that was my virtual signal that was my green virtual signaling for everybody yeah ridiculous i know yeah. well i felt generous back when i made money so, lending loops—the only thing you've exited on your own volition, completely. 
No, I no, I'm still trying to suck money out of that. Oh, are you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there was never much in there. Like this is the, this is the thing yeah. is at least I'm smart enough not to put all the <laughs> eggs in one very scary basket. Right. It's like, oh yeah, it, it, there was someone there, someone there. It's it's not gone. And I think that's maybe the takeaway is. There hey, be- we got a takeaway. <laughs> Fucking shouting into the microphone. You're terrible. No, it's like if you're gonna take a high risk, high return investment, don't be greedy. Don't put your life savings. Don't in. put your life savings in. Don't be yeah. greedy. Yeah. And when you've made your money, when you've made your principal back, get the freaking principal back out. And if you want to let it ride, let it ride. Yeah. 